Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Man, good morning. So good to see you this morning. Turn around and tell your neighbor, say, I'm glad you came out in the rain today. Come on. I think it's possible they're calling it should be over by the time we get out, man. So uh, that's what, the, what they're saying. But I'm glad you're here this morning. So good to see you. Welcome you. If this is your first time with us, make yourself at home today. If it's your first time with us at home uh, online, do this. Just drop a comment. Say, it's first time. And then click the new here link. Let us know. Uh, where you're hanging out from. If you're just part of our family, uh, our church family, comment where you're hanging out, where you're worshiping Jesus from today, and let us know where you're at. But I'm just glad you're here. And it's just a good day to be in God's house. I mean, it's every day is, but this Thanksgiving week, it's just a good time to be in the presence of the Lord. But um, let's do this. Let's let all of our first-time guests know that you love them. They may be watching at home. So would you put your hands together and tell them that this morning you love them? Come on. Amen. Well, do this if you would. Uh, grab your Bibles and go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 4. Come on. Anybody excited about the Bible? Anybody love the Word of God? Any, any Bible people? Yeah, I like that about y'all. Come on. Amen. Well, if you use the Version Bible app, you can click on that app at this time as well and click more and then events and follow right along with me. But 1 Samuel chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 10, uh, a little bit of lengthy, um, but uh, I'm going to read all that. Uh, I encourage you to read this whole chapter maybe this week, but verses 1 through 10 says this, And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and encamped beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines encamped in Apex. Then the Philistines put themselves in battle array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. And when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today? Before the Philistines, let us bring the Ark of the Covenant. Remember, we've been talking about that thing, y'all. We, we learned that about that last week. Let us bring the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from there, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli and Hophni and Phinehas were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. Come on, they had some church. Now when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrew mean? Then they understood that the ark of the Lord had come into the camp. 
So the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe to us, for such a thing has never happened before. Woe to us, who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and conduct yourselves like men, you Philistines, that you do not become servants of the Hebrews as they have been to you. Conduct yourselves like men and fight. So the Philistines fought. Are you ready for this? And Israel was defeated. What? Uh Uh-oh. And every man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter. And there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. Also the ark of God was captured And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, died. Aren't you glad you came to church today? I mean, like, if you like, man, I'm glad I got up in the rain and came to church for that message right there, bro. That was worth getting up for. I know this is encouraging, but um, I think it's important that we know this story. And let's pray. So, Father, we are so thankful, we're so honored, we're so blessed that um, you're in our presence, Lord. Not just having church, Lord. We are your church. We are your people, Lord. We're not just gathering and just coming together to go through emotion, Lord. We're coming because we want your presence. We want you. And we'll settle for nothing less, Lord. In Jesus' name, would you say it with me? Amen, amen, amen. Tell your neighbors, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Come on. Yeah, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, who, who ate too much? Who crossed the line? Like, who had to pray more after the meal than you prayed before the meal? All right, you know what I'm talking about. You prayed and gave him thanks for the beautiful meal and the food that you're about to receive. And you had to pray more repentance after the meal and uh, for crossing the line um, again that you did before. Uh, thank you for being honest. Bible says confess your faults one to another. So thank you that you can do that and be real here. And uh, uh, man, but uh, who's ready now? We can gear up for the Christmas season. Now it's, it's time, man. I mean, I know some of y'all did this in September and uh, some of you started this early. Uh, but man, we can do that. Now. We can go in. Uh, if you haven't noticed already, beautiful uh, hospitality room is decorated and set up. Get your pictures. Stop by there. Do your family shots. But uh, again, I'm ready, man. I'm excited about this Christmas season. But today I want to do this. We're going to jump back into, for the last time in this series, we may visit this and for some single messages here and there, but for the last time in this series, uh, we're going to jump back into relationship goals. And um, we've been talking about those relationships that matter most. We kicked this off. At this, this trips me out how we We'll hang here somewhere, and again, how God works. But we kicked this series off on Mother's Day. It's like over six months ago. And um, again, we just break every rule when it comes to series that there are. And uh, But man, it has been a good time. I, I tell you, I've been blessed, been honored as your pastor. I have watched many of you become intentional in your relationships. Thank you. 
I've, I've watched many of you just desire a greater level of intimacy with God and, and have pursued the presence of God. And like, I'm like I've never seen before in, in some of you. And so again, I'm just so thankful for what we've seen God do and has been so special. But today, this is going to be the final message. And the title of it is just, it's just simple, is keep it going. All right? It, t- tell your neighbor, say, keep it going. All right? Yeah. <clears throat> tell, 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 tell the person behind you, keep it going. If you're watching online, comment today in the stream. Keep it going because that's what we want to do. We've, this series may end, but if you don't know, relationships are one of our core values here at Faith Renewed. And so you're going to see the core values always interwoven into what we do and how we have church and what that looks like. But I'm excited. Next week, we're going to have probably the shortest series in the history of Faith Renewed. I'm planning on doing a four-week series in the, in the month of December called, yeah, I know, called The Greatest Gift. And um, I tell you, I really, I'm excited. It's going to be a, just a, that's a plan. Who knows? But that is the plan. And then we'll kick off and launch something very special in January as we kick off our 21 days of prayer and fasting together. So uh, I'm going to do that. So I'm excited about that. So again, but don't miss that. Uh, but again, The Greatest Gift, that will conclude on Christmas morning. If you don't know, Christmas falls on Sunday this year. And And so on Sunday, December 25th, we're going to have a family service at 10 a.m. So no 9 and no 11, yeah, no 9, no 11 a.m. services that day, a 10 a.m. service as a family. Uh, We're going to try to keep that to about an hour. And so again, just to come in, how many knows it's his birthday? That's the day we celebrate, you know, so it is kind of about him. And so, again, we want to take some time and, and, and again, make him the center of attention that day. So I know, again, some of you travel and those types of things. But if you're in town and maybe you have family in town, bring them with you. And, again, it's just going to be a special time. Again, we will hold you along that day, just a family gathering. But, but don't miss that. But today I want to do this. I, I want to conclude, I guess, um, relationship goals. And um, last week we... We talked about in our kind of uh, study that we kind of looked at in the relationship that God wanted to have with us through the tabernacle of Moses. We learned that that was designed, that was built, and God says so that he may dwell with his people. That's the plan. That's always been the plan. That will never not be the plan. He wants to be with you. Amen. And he wants you to be with him. He wants to be in relationship with us. And so again, we learned that that Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. It represented the glory of God. Oh, man, the glory of God is an amazing, incredible thing. Again, I'm just, again, so thankful for the glory. And I hope you're glory seekers and you go after that presence and you want that in your life. But I want to share just two simple thoughts and then uh, just, again, in kind of closing all these things. And, and, and it's, I don't know, I feel it really important that we take these two things with us, that we keep this going. Like, even though the series is ending, we keep it going. Like, we keep investing in relationships. We, we keep being intentional. We keep doing all of these things. And the first one is this, is that we are to never take them for granted. Oh, man, never take the relationships in your life for granted. You know, we, we miss them a lot of times when they're gone. And we say, man, I wish... What if I would have done 
this. No, no, no. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want that mindset. We, we don't want to take these things for granted. It's easy to have the relationships that matter most in your life sometimes take a back seat to far less important things. I'm telling you, man, I mean, there is a lot of things, again, that may be okay, but they're far less important than those relationships that should matter most in your life. And so, again, we don't want to take these things for granted. Now, I want to do something today. I want to use a very interesting story to kind of paint the picture of what I'm talking about because some of y'all are like, man, why did you read that story for the finale? Why are you bringing that in the closing message of relationship, go, what does that have to do with anything? It has a whole lot to do with this series. It has a whole lot to do with this series because the children of Israel were known for the presence of God. They were known that the presence of God rested upon the ark. I want to be known for that. I want people, when they think about faith or need, not, not that's cool church. Not they have like probably the best looking pastor that you may ever see. I don't want to be, I know it's true, but I want them to think about like, man, that place is known. The presence of God rests on that. The presence of God rests on that place. You, you can drive down the road and you'll sense something. It's like, wow, you can pull them up online. Even watch an elf jumping across the stage. I still, there's something on that church. And it was a process of God. Now, there was, they, were, they were known for this. This had become a part of them. Every time like, when they would go into battle, the ark went with them. They are prepared the way. They carried the presence of God at every step, every face. When they stepped into the Jordan River, it parted because the, the ark went first. God was first in their life. Man, when he's first in your life, you can win every battle. When he's first in your life, man, things that seem that you'll never get through will just part. And you just walk right on through like, dude, this is awesome, man. And it's because he is preparing the way. And they had made him the center of their life. And, man, this is what happened somewhere along the way, man. They had begun to take the presence of God for granted. Somewhere along the way, they, they quit appreciating that. They still had the feasts. They, they still had celebrations. They still had 9, 11 a.m. service. They still had Wednesday at 7. But they no longer had the presence. What? Hold on. Wait a minute. Like, God, you're always going to be there, right? You, you'll always be there. Like, no, no. Somewhere along the way, this happened. And, and, and I know today, now listen, there's going to be some of you, this may not even connect with you because you can't miss what you've never had. But man, like once you have encountered the presence of God, once you've encountered the glory of God, and you know what I'm speaking about, nothing else works. Nothing else matters because, man, once you get this and once you get that hunger, unless you take that for granted. It's true because, man, somewhere along the way, they begin to take the presence of God for granted. They're like, oh, yeah, that ark, that rod that budded of Aaron's, that, those tablets, those ten, come on, that pot of manna, the glory, the cherubim, all of them, the glory, the light, everything, the presence. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Go put that in Shiloh. 
hold on, if you remember, the Ark of the Covenant had poles in it that were to never be removed because the Ark was supposed to go with them. How many knows that like, I mean, he is supposed to be like going with you every day? Like He is supposed to be a part of your life in every way. The poles don't come out. This is not something we pick and choose when we want him in our life. And so they did this. They had set him aside. They had put him over to the side, and they went into battle without him. I don't advise that, by the way. Don't ever go into battle without him. Matter of fact, let him lead the way. Again, as they had set for so long. But in this time frame, they go into battle, went into war with the Philistines. The Philistines ate their lunch. 4,000 men dead. What? How does this happen? And, and, and now they're doing this like, we're, we're, like, we're in trouble. We, we better go get that ark thing. We better go get the box. We need that box again because, man, when we had the box, man, we have, man, we had victory. We had the box, man, we had glory. Listen, it was never about the box. It was always about the God of the box. It was always about, it's never been about a building. It's always been about the presence of Jesus. It's always been this. It'll always be that. And so we, if we're ever going to keep this thing going, we got to see that it is always going to be him. Now, they thought this. Oh, yeah, go get that box thing. Now, they went and got the box. They bring it back. And this is like trips me up because it, it says here that, like, man, they got pumped up when the box came back in. Now, 1 Samuel 4, again, verse 5, it says, I think this is a wild passage because he says, When the ark of the covenant of the Lord come into the camp, all of Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. Y'all don't know about that. Some of y'all don't know what I'm doing. Some of y'all don't know. Some of y'all know. All right. But they, they shouted. And, man, they got pumped. But, man, they were shouting for something that now they were not in relationship with. And it's, I'm, t- I'm telling you now, now, please, how many of you can have a shout and it be for the wrong reason? There were people shouting over games yesterday. People crying over games yesterday. There were a lot of things happening yesterday. But people can shout for all kind of reasons. And you can even shout in church. But if you're still not shouting for the right reason, even in church, even if it's not connected to a presence, if it's not connected to a relationship, and if you don't understand, like, man, this is what this shout's coming from. And so, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying shout less. I don't think we get excited enough. Uh, y'all get too crazy at church. Now, I don't think we get excited enough about Jesus. I don't think we shout enough. I don't think we lift our hands enough. I don't think we get cranked up enough. You're like, man, what church you go to, Pastor? They get pretty. No, listen, I don't think we can do it enough. But listen, we cannot do it. And we can't have that and just be going through the motions. Now, they had done this. They, man, they got pumped up. The Ark of the Covenant come in, and, man, they getting shouted. They're getting pumped up, and they're getting excited. But again, how many knows the shout's not enough? Because they thought just having the box, the Ark, was enough. Now, hadn't it always been? Hadn't it every time it went with them into that water and opened? Hadn't it every time they went into battle, man, they won? So wasn't it all? Now, if you remember back, there was a time when Moses would enter into that place 
the whole camp went out. Every man, every one of families would come out and in reverence stand as that glory cloud would come in. And man, somewhere along the way, people started pulling back. They started kind of getting chill. They think, man, I don't have to do this anymore. Okay, I'm good as long as I say I'm a Christian, as long as I say I'm a part of faith, as long as I say I'm going to do this. Listen, they went into battle without the presence of God that day, even though they had the box. Scary because, man, now it wasn't just 4,000, Pastor Bill. 30,000 men died that time. This is what happens to their box. Now, now this is what happens because in 1 Samuel 4, 22, it says, And she said, The glory has departed from Israel, for the ark of God has been captured. Now, they actually took the Ark of the Covenant. Now, again, God was still there. He was still in it. We're going to find out in a minute. He was all up in it. But again, the presence, again, that they had once become now serious about, now they have become relaxed with, and they pull back from. Again, the glory was still there. Because if you read the story, and I, I encourage you to go do this sometime, man, it is wild. The Philistines actually take the Ark of the Covenant put it in, in, a, in, a, in Dagon, and they put it in up next to a false idol, a false god. And that was who they had been worshiping. And the next morning, they get up, and they come in there, and Dagon had done fell over. Ark of the Covenant was still in all of its glory. Oh, man, that was crazy, man. Must have been an earthquake. Something must have shook. Must have been the wind blow. Dagon done fell over, you know. It's propping back up, all right? So they prop Dagon back up in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Next morning, they come in there. Joker done, head done fell off, hands broken off, and now fallen out. Because, listen, the anointing and the presence of God destroys the yoke. It removes the burden. It sets free everything that is bound. If... We're in relationship with it. We can watch somebody else get free or we can be free. We, we, can, like have the, we can have the glory or we can watch somebody else experience the glory. That's a true statement. Like whatever we see now. Now this is what I love. I love this about finally it was like, man, they were like, man, we didn't lost the ark. We didn't get in our tail beat. We get wore out. Something better change. Now, make a long story short, the Bible says, man, they lamented for 20 years, like serious, like they were sorry. They were like, God, forgive us. They come in, and they're like, man, Lord, we need you again. Like, we, we don't want to take this thing for granted. We want to keep this thing going, like, even after the series is over with. Like, we want to be intentional about our relationships, even when this thing's over. Like, man, we want to go back to that. God, we want you. And I love God's so gracious. He's so good. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 14, it says, then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. Get some. Come on. From Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also, there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Man, that's grace. That is God, and he is so good. And I'm so thankful, man. But this was the key. They quit taking it for granted. 
I've I've done it. I've got on the stage and just said, I'm just going to take it for granted you'll show up. I have. You come to church and say, yeah, somebody else will pray. Somebody else will praise. I don't want that. I want to step into it. And like, you'll see so many, there are like so many great examples in the Bible of people who took this thing for granted. And every time they took it for granted, every time they they quit being intentional, you would see what happens. Like, go to Judges. Again, verse 20, we see the story about a guy named Samson who was a powerhouse, man. I mean, just destroying by himself, just the glory of God on him, the presence of God moving in his life in supernatural ways, destroying entire armies. But somewhere along the way, he began to take it for granted. Somewhere along the way, he began to open up his heart to something other than the true and living God. And again, just for sake of time, this is how it ends up. It says in verse 20, and, it's, and she said, The Philistines are upon you. Delilah was getting them. They're, uh, the, the, they're upon you, Samson. So he woke up from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times. We'll go on there and get on the stage and praise the Lord like we always have and sing and play. And he's just going to show up. Is he? Again, he's gracious, and we're going to be talking about this great gift, and it's going to, one of those is going to be grace, and I can't wait. It's going to be, don't miss that, that series. But I'll go out as I have before at other times and shake myself free. Because so what God did in me back in VBS was enough. Ooh, man, I remember gluing that macaroni on that plate. Oh, man. And I felt the glory. And, I, and that, that day changed me forever because if I put it out, it did a heart shape. And that day I gave him my heart. And, man, that is awesome. And I love it when we see that and we celebrate that. But, man, we can't live off old stale macaroni. You know, we, we got men like Noah because he thought he had always been showing up. I had been playing around, and he did. God was gracious for a while. I'm going to play around, and I'm going to mess around, and I'm going to play with sin. I'm going to do this stuff, and it's all going to be good. Was it good? Because this is what happens. He said, but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Wow. I don't want to ever think, like, man, I can go in this thing and think I can do it without him. Listen, never. I want to be like, remember, we studied Moses, God, and I don't want to take a step. I don't want to go if you're not going. Listen, we can't play church. We, we can't play house. You ever seen, like, man, when kids are little and they're, like, playing house and Ollie and, and Ellie, they're cute, they play in house. But how many of a big difference in going there and playing with a little kitchen set and being at home every day? Washing real dishes. Come on. Vacuuming real floors, cutting real grass, doing all this stuff, going through this stuff, loving your spouse when things are difficult, when it's hard, when it's ugly and things are... Listen, if anybody can play house... We can come here and play church. Listen, we, but, but not if we're going to experience the glory... 
Not for going to experience the process, because again, they came to this place where they just took it for granted. And listen, this is what I've just decided. This series has helped me do this. Like, and I felt like I had done it to some degree a long time ago. And I'm, and I'm and I've been again, I'm seeing a glory to glory thing because it's a real thing. It's true. I'm telling you, it's true. That is real. I have now stepped into, and I believe again, a place where I'm not going to take him for granted any longer. And I love that I'm seeing that in this house. We're seeing a people who are saying, Good, thank you for what you've done last Sunday, but God, I want you today. I want all that you have. I thank you for relationship goals. That's been good, but I'm going to keep it going even after the series is over. Amen. If you're going to keep it going even after it's over, let's give God a shout and let it be from a place of presence. Come on, a real shout from him. Amen. Come on, keep it going. Tell you that, but keep it going. Number two, we're about to finish this thing up. We're about to end this series. Number two, always be thankful. We, we cannot end the series like this, especially coming out of the week of Thanksgiving and not take time to say, man, that, that God, I want to be thankful for the relationships that I have. There are a lot of people, the devil's good at his deception, his game that he does. There, there are people who have opportunity to be in relationship with people. And again, we create our opportunities through faith groups and dream teams. And we do all these things. And there are so many opportunities and ways that you can be in relationship with people. And there are still people that say, man, I wish I had relationships in my life. Now listen, again, we have to be, again, intentional. We can't take that for granted. Taste ever we go there. But we also want to do this. Take the time and say, I want to be thankful for the relationships. I, I, I don't want to look around and say, man, I don't have this or I don't have that. Man, what do I have? Oh, man, what do I have? I sat there a Thursday morning. I got up, and I had fixed coffee, and I was sitting there, and I was just studying. I was just thinking, man. And before anybody else got started, I was like, my goodness. Thanksgiving, man, I have so much to be grateful for. I didn't say, man, I don't have this, and my church ain't as big as another church down the road, or, man, that pastor has more money. He's got nothing. I was like, bro, I'm thankful. Just truly thankful for what I have. We need to be thankful for what we have in this church. Gratitude is huge. And Pastor Bill has said this, and I don't even know where it just came from. I mean, I'm telling you that connected when you said this. This is not everywhere. It's not. And we're not saying we're better or we're elevating ourselves, but there is something that God is doing at Faith Renewed Church, and I'm so thankful for that, and I don't ever want to take it for granted. I want to show him, even by definition, the word thanksgiving means this. It is the expression of gratitude especially to God. So again, this becomes an action that I do. And I want to express that and I want to show that. As Psalms 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his 
name. Amen. So like he's saying, like, enter into the parking lot saying, thank you, Jesus. Come on, not wait until the third song. And then finally, I'm going to jump in there and give him a thanks. Come on. No, I'm going to walk in the door saying, thank you, Jesus. Let's freak the visitors out, man. Walking in the door saying, I'm thankful for this place. God, I'm giving you praise as I walk in the door before I even do anything. God, I'm thankful because of your presence. And I've seen this, like when you know that a relationship that you, you, that you have in your life is a gift from God, you'll be thankful. You will, you will love and you'll honor and you'll respect and you'll do this. You'll do these things because you are thankful for what you've been given. Psalms 116 says it like this, verse 17. It says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. My, that, that verse hit me like in a way, I, I, because in the study of the tabernacle, it really helped me get this again, because of the sacrifices that were being made, because the intentionality, because of them taking the time for something to be given, the remembrance of the sacrifice that was made by Jesus for us. And, it, and I, I just, again, I was thinking about that. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Listen, sometimes, listen, the things that I'm talking about, you're not always going to feel like it. A lot of times you're not. Blair, you was hitting it this morning about the day that you guys had, how your morning kicked off and how things are going. Man, that's, that's right. But you know what? You didn't stop you. You got up here and you praised the Lord and you gave him what he was worthy of. And listen, man, this is sometimes for us, our, it's our Thanksgiving. It's a sacrifice. But, man, as we do that, listen, Scripture says that we're calling on him. And I want you to stand as I read this last verse this morning. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I read this on our thankful worship night. Oh, man. What a night that was. Oh, what a night that was. He said this. It says, rejoice always. Man, I know, again, not when you feel like it. Not when things are good, but rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Again, he said, make that a part. That doesn't mean you've got to pray all the time, never do anything else. But that's an ongoing, never-ending part of your life. Pray without ceasing. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.